Stafford dives in for the touchdown. Did he get it? Yes, sir, he did. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. You're listening to the One Podcast. Hello and welcome to your week four edition of the One Pridecast. I'm Tori Petrie, joined by Lomas Brown. Hey. You guys get that hey. <laughs> we were talking in the locker room this week about how not everybody gets that hey. That's right. It's only certain people can get the hey, special people. Tori gets a hey. I drag hers out because she's special, extra special. I even get it in text message version. That's right. <laughs> H-A-I-I-I-I-I-I-I. Totally. Yeah, that's right. But Absolutely. our podcast listeners get the hey, too. That's right. It's, and we love our, park, our podcast listeners out there. So for you guys out there, hey. Lomas, <laughs> <laughs> how's it going? We'll, we'll touch on our road chronicles first. How was Philadelphia for Philadelphia you? was good. The only mistake I made, Tori, I didn't get my uh, my cheese steak. That was the only what? mistake. What? We talked all about I it? Oh, And it was, you know, the place was kind of out from where we were. Um, and I, it was a couple of places around by us that said they sold cheese steaks, but I didn't trust those places. No, you have to go to like one of the famous ones. There you go. So since we didn't do that, we went to a nice Italian place. Very good Italian food. Everything was pretty much made from scratch. Okay. So it was really, really good. So I had a good time, even though I didn't get my Philly cheese steak. I'm sorry, Philadelphia, but I will <laughs> do it next time I'm there. Well, it was such a hot game on oh. Sunday. Like, I was not prepared for it to be as hot as it was in, you know, a state that isn't, like, in the south. <laughs> and it's, right. like, late September. It's not even, like, early season. Right. You're right about that. I was I was happy I wasn't playing out there that day. That was a game I definitely didn't want to play in. Well, you know it's hot when they break out the little shades on the <laughs> sidelines that they had in Miami last year. You know, the... PVC pipe yes. with the shade that was covering up the players that to pull has them off. two people holding it uh-huh. on each end. Yes, yes. I I would think the NFL could do something a little better than that, Tori, instead of having that where you got to have two people just standing there holding the shade. But you never know. See, I get it on the one hand because you don't want to have like something standing uh, immobile on the sideline so players would run into True. it. So that's like a safety hazard. So I get it, but I do feel for the guys who got to hold up those shades. <laughs> that is uh, an underappreciated role. It really is, yes. Those guys need some love. So, shade guys, here's some love <laughs> to you guys. <laughs> exactly. Well, I had a really great trip to Philadelphia. I got to meet up with a friend of mine who is also a Gator. Okay. A hey. common theme on All our right. podcast. I like that. She and I went to college together at the University of Florida. We were both kind of in the broadcast program there at the same time. She now works for Sports Illustrated doing their their uh, online show, and she also is the Eagles team reporter. So oh, she wow. does a little bit of both. She was on the big screen at the Eagles game um, and then works for SI during the week. So she is staying so busy. Her name is Amy Campbell, and I've been – if you follow me on Instagram, which if you don't, you should. My Instagram handle is at Sports Story, just the same as my Twitter handle. <laughs> but on, tw- on uh, Instagram, I've been posting pictures every week of – uh, one of the other team reporters that okay. I meet up with each week. And we have this huge group text going between all of the team reporters across the league, all the girls who kind of do the same job as me. The group text is called We Love Food and Football. Oh, I like that. It's great. Yes. It's great. But there are so many amazing girls in that group, and I love how supportive everybody is of each other. And so – you know, a lot of the girls I'm very close with, and so I've been seeing them as we've gone to their cities and played. So I saw uh, 
Lisa Matthews in Arizona. I saw Haley Elwood when the Chargers came to Detroit. And then this one, I got to see Amy Campbell there in Philadelphia. I'm sure there will be many more as the season goes along. But I've been posting those photos on Instagram as just kind of like a tribute to the women in the NFL. That's awesome. And you know, the uh, the Florida Gators, we represent well in the media. Um, we got Laura Rutledge. Yeah, Laura Laura's, Rutledge yeah, is Laura. Uh, she is a Gator, and she is killing it. Yeah, she is. And then, yeah. of course, Aaron Andrews That's right, is Aaron, a Gator. Yep, yep. And uh, Chris Collinsworth is a Gator. That's absolutely. They're all over yeah, the place. We do, we do represent well as Gator Nation. We represent <laughs> well in the media. Yeah, there's too many to even start to list all of them. <laughs> right. There are so many of them. But anyways, that was just kind of my little Philadelphia story. We sat and had dinner, talked for four hours. It was amazing. Really enjoyed my trip to Philadelphia. See, that's and then we got the victory too. So it it started well and they ended well for us too. And we have our post game show that we do live online social media now. And uh, we've kind of changed that show up a little bit to mm-hmm. involve a lot more live stuff, live locker room interviews, press conferences, and everything. And I think we executed it pretty well <laughs> on Sunday. I was proud of us. Well, you guys have a big production. I. Believe me, I watched Tori on Sundays after the game. They have to put so much stuff together. They have to get all this stuff together. It's a big production that they do, and they're just moving. They're just moving. You should see the speed of light that they move at. <laughs> and as well as putting it together, they break it down and get it all done, and they're out of there. So it's a great production. You have some great people that work with you, too. I do have some great yes. people, and I was very proud of them on Sunday and the effort that they put in. It was a great team effort. That, that was, was awesome. Very proud and by the way we sat by each other on the plane ride back home. we did yes. we did yes. and you guys got to witness my <laughs> dairy struggle and having to ask if there's dairy in every single thing eventually settled on some uh barbecue chicken quinoa meatballs which yeah. were delicious oh i didn't know those were quinoa meatballs yeah. oh wow now they were pretty big size meatballs that tori tori was brought <laughs> but i don't like i don't like eating on airplanes so i wanted to take it with me to eat after the airplane so I was like scooping meatballs into a plastic baggie it was quite the scene because I was wearing a white dress and I'm trying not to get barbecue chicken meatballs on my white dress I'm sitting in between Lomas Brown and Dan Miller and in the middle seat just scooping meatballs yeah, into you, a bag don't forget your laptop was sitting there too so you were trying to do business I know I was typing up Tori's yes. take for the next morning she was multitasking there was people. a lot going on yes it was yeah so it was good though well there's so much to talk about when it comes yes. to this game in Philadelphia, Lomas reactions to uh, the game. Very, very good game for the Lions. I, I was very proud of the team, the way they hung in there. You know, I, I look back and I think about the Lions of the past and can't help but think those type of games that we won, the Philadelphia game that we won, that would might have been a game last year that we might not have pulled out, might have been a loss for this team. I think this team is really starting to uh, realize just the type of potential and the type of talent that they have on there. And they're going out and they're fighting. The team is fighting for four quarters. Now, everything doesn't work out the way you want it to work out in those four quarters sometimes. But the team is in the game, and I was just so proud of how they hung in there uh, with the Philadelphia team. That was that was a home opener. 
Those guys were excited. Even though they were banged up in, in, in a lot of areas, those guys really thought that they were going to get the victory. I think we were three-point underdogs there. Philadelphia is a tough place to play, especially in front of their fans. But I really thought the Lions executed their game plan well. Like I said, it got a little hairy towards the end. But the guys hung in there, and they brought home the victory. So I'm so proud of them because I've been there before in Philly. And I haven't come out of there a lot with victories. So it's good to go in there and get a victory out of there. I was getting a little nervous there in the fourth quarter. I was starting to have deja vu of Arizona. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, are we going to do this again? Are we going to have to have overtime again? Uh, It was really getting close there, but the Lions were able to pull it out. And I was really impressed with how they kind of came together as a Mm -hmm. team and, and uh, pulled together in the fourth quarter instead of kind of let the game get away from them. So that's always positive. No, you're right. And like I said before, those would have been games that we lost. Uh, particularly proud of the offensive line. Uh, two games in a row, Matthew hadn't, uh, didn't get sacked. Um, I thought that our skill position guys, Marvin Jones Jr., Kenny Galladay, Amadola, I thought those guys did a nice job of keeping the ball moving picking up first downs, being there for Matthew when he threw the ball. Um, I'm just a little concerned with our run game, Tori. I just know we got the pick up in the run game. That would just help our offense out so much if we could pick up the run game. But I'm proud of what the guys are doing. And the proudest I am is a Jamal Agnew. I'm yeah. so happy for him, man, because he was a guy that um, – you know, sometimes when you got a young guy and they go through some heartaches like he was going through the first couple of games, it's hard to keep them, keep their confidence up. But Jamal, even when he got back there for the first kickoff, I mean, he just was so – he just seemed to be so confident because you can look at guys' body language and tell if they're kind of confident or they're not confident in what they're doing. I thought he got back there. I thought he took the, the – kick and man a hundred yards later he was in the end zone so I was so happy for him to bounce back the way he did really cool to see that from Jamal Agnew yes. and to see his teammates reactions yes. they were all pumped yeah oh and, and Matt Patricia and Matthew Stafford were pumped in their post-game press conferences about it I love that you know camaraderie and support for a guy I do I really do and and the thing that coach said to me in the post game was that his confidence didn't wane in uh, and Jamal, which is great, you know, they just thought he needed. They just thought he needed to sit back, watch what was going on for you know a couple of snaps or two. But that's great when your coach has that much confidence in you. And Coach Patricia made sure he told me that that his confidence never waned in him. Well, and if you watch that play back, there's some impressive blocks. Yes, <laughs> yes, there was. Yeah, JD McKissick had a really big one, but then D Virgin. A little bit later on in the play, just takes a guy out. Like, it is amazing. It's a really awesome block. And you don't have an appreciation for that as much when you watch a kickoff return live because it's all happening so fast. And the camera angles, you can't always see the whole field and and see the entire play develop. But then when you watch it back, we watched it on our uh, film session with Coach in our Lions game plan show that will air on Fox Sports Detroit on Thursday night. Mm -hmm. And he kind of broke the play down and pointed out some of those blocks and – they are impressive. Yeah, they those guys, they've been working hard, too. You know, in special teams, especially with Coach Bonamigo being back, 
that's a hard-working group, and that was one of our best groups when Coach Bonamigo was here a few years ago. So I know he wants to get that standard back up to where it was uh, when he left here. And those guys have been working harder, and you could see they've been improving week by week. So hopefully they could keep improving and we could keep getting big plays on special teams. How hard is it to keep Matthew Stafford upright for a whole game I know you pointed that out and that that's something that the Lions offensive line has done that they have not allowed any sacks in the last two games how hard is that to do it's tough and and Tori that's a great question you asking me because I've noticed this year with Matthew he's moving around in the pocket a little bit more just to buy a little bit more time for himself and that was something he really never did before so he's kind of He's kind of throwing the ball kind of off off, off timing. And for an offensive line, that's tough, especially because you're, you're in your head, you one, two, three, four, the ball should be gone. But Matthew's extending plays. He's looking downfields to try to get the big play, try to get his receivers, which is good. So the line has to be extra special to keep him – from getting hit, and I like I said, I thought they did a great job. I thought they've been doing a good, good job of keeping them upright. Like I say, the only thing is if we could get that running game good, I think we we'll have an offense that really can be that people have to contend with. How close do you think that running game is? I think it's just a few things, Tori. I think it's some timing issues. Um, I think it's a little chemistry issues because, you know, we were rotating some of our linemen in, and it's hard to get a chemistry when you're rotating linemen in. And I think carry on, I think it's just a little timing thing. Um, anytime you got linemen that pull a lot like we have, tight ends pull, we got a lot of different actions that go on before that play takes place. So you have to get the timing down, and a lot of times – that I've seen, I just think it's been a just a the time has just been off just a little bit. Nothing dramatic, nothing that I think is concerning. I just think with practice, I think the running game can and will get better. Definitely. Well, that is the hope. The Stadium Collection, located inside Gate A at Ford Field, is your one-stop shop for all your Detroit Lions merchandise needs. Open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. The Stadium Collection has something for every Lions fan in your life to show their pride. How about on the other side of the ball with the defensive line? Uh, they've been getting a little bit more pressure. Mm-hmm. How close do you think they are to being the defensive line we expect them to be? Exactly. Mike Daniels obviously right. going down makes that tough, but maybe you get Deshaun Hand back this week. That's a possibility. How close is that defensive line? I think they're close, but you're right. That was a big blow losing Mike Daniels, even though he hadn't played a lot this year. But I think that was a big blow. That hurts our rotation. But I do think these guys are getting more and more push, and they're getting more and more pressure on the quarterback. Uh, Snacks is handling his business in the middle, um, looking for Romeo and um, Trey to continue to try to apply pressure on the outside. I think, to me, our guy, the number one guy so far has been Devon Kennard. Um, I thought I think he's been playing well, not only against the pass, but against the run, too. He keeps contained. He doesn't let break, have contained break. He's getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback. I don't know how many sacks he has right now, but I think he might be one of the leaders in sacks on the team. So he's been playing well. And, Tori, anytime your front line plays well, that's going to help your linebackers, Jared Davis and Jelani Tavai. It's going to help those guys because they're going to keep those offensive linemen 
off those linebackers and allow the linebackers to run. So if they could keep putting pressure on the quarterback, that will surely help the defensive backs too because they kind of tied at the hip uh, pass rush in the, um, in the coverage. So hopefully those guys will keep going and we can keep applying pressure just through our front four or front five guys. Well, speaking of the defensive backs, Dan Orlovsky, former Lions yep. quarterback, tweeted that he thinks – the Lions secondary is one of the best in the league right now. What's your reaction I, I, to that? I think that too, Tori. Actually, I thought that coming into the season. I, I thought our biggest question mark might be the other cornerback, but I see uh, those guys uh, are trying to step up Rashawn Melvin. Um, Justin is trying, trying to step up. He had up. a good game yes, in Philadelphia. And then Rashawn Melvin was in coverage on the play that sealed That's the game right. for the You're Lions. exactly right. And I think – Tracy almost had another big play. Tracy Walker, he's been playing well. Our little thumper, Quandre Diggs, he's coming up. He's hitting people. So I do. If we get Darius Slay healthy, I do think we have one of the better secondaries. And, and it's a young secondary, too. But I do think we have one of the better secondaries in the league. I said that coming into the season. I thought that could be one of our strong points along with the defensive line. Well, you're really hoping for all hands on deck against Patrick Mahomes and that Chiefs offense. I mean, Darius Slay did go out to practice on Wednesday. He was in pads. He didn't do a whole lot. Uh, same for Rashawn Melvin. Uh, you know, he didn't leave the game with an injury like Darius did, but he's been kind of dealing with a, a lingering thing over the past few weeks, and he was limited in Wednesday's practice, at least from what we saw as the media. But I think it's a good sign, at least, that Darius was out there at practice. Mike Daniels was not, and the fact that it was a padded practice and Darius was still suited up in pads I think is a positive sign. Now, it doesn't guarantee he will play, right. but – you definitely hope that that is the case. I think back to last year in that game against the Patriots, there was a Darius Slay injury question going yes, into that game true. as well. And then at the very last minute, we saw, okay, Darius is going to be available for the game this weekend. You really hope that plays out the same way yeah, this week. Because you're right. We're going to need all hands on deck, especially in the secondary. Because From watching the, the Kansas City Chiefs on uh, film, oh, my goodness. This guy, that Patrick Mahomes, he's special. I mean, Torrey, just to see how he just flicks the ball and how it comes out of his hand and the velocity and the accuracy that he puts on the pass, on the passes. He's doing no-look passes. Andy Reid designing so many crazy things on offense to get guys open. He has a real good tight end in Kelsey. He has a good uh, – Sammy Watkins seems to be catching his second win. He seems to be rejuvenated after getting out of Buffalo and coming over there. Um, they got uh, Deshaun McCoy at running back. He, oh, that he, worked out for them. <laughs> didn't it work out? I mean, it's like these guys are loaded over there on the offensive side of the ball. I don't know about little Tyreek Hill if he's going to play or not, but they are loaded over there. So we are. We're going to need all hands on deck plus some because I know we're probably going to have to run some nickel with some of the offense because I've seen Kansas City run a lot of five receiver sets. They're mostly in three and four receiver sets, so we will have to have our nickel guys on the field a lot. So it's going to be a challenge, and it's going to be a challenge not only through the air, but like I say with uh, LaShawn McCoy there now, it's going to be a challenge on the ground to stop them too. What makes their offense so good? What sets them apart and makes them – 
so impressive. I, I think, to me, I want to say the number one thing, of course you, you go with the players, but the number one thing to me it has to be Andy Reid and his play calling, Tori. It's just how they set up plays, how he gets the plays, how he scheme plays. It's just all the things that he's doing to put guys in position to have success. I mean, I seen one play where they ran a double counter move underneath, and I don't know if I've ever seen that before. So I'm seeing things that I hadn't seen, imaginative things that I hadn't seen in a while. So to me, I would just think it's the imaginative uh, mind of Andy Reese putting those guys in position to have to have success. Now you got a special quarterback in Patrick Mahomes back there too, but the coach and the quarterback, they kind of tied together. So I, I, I like to give Andy Reid a lot of credit for how the offense is playing. Well, on our weekly segment, Tori's Take Live, it's the old version of Tori's Take, but a live version of it now, mm-hmm. we take fan questions. And one of the fan questions that I got this week and answered was, what do the Lions need to do in order to beat Kansas City? I'm curious now, what your thoughts on my, that are. My biggest thing is you got to keep number 15 on the sideline. <laughs> you, you got to keep that offense on the sideline. So to me, we got to have a lot of ball control on our offensive side of the ball. Anytime you got a talent like that and an offense as explosive as they are, the best thing to do is for your offense to sustain drives, keep first downs going, keep the the clock moving, and keep their offense on the sideline standing there watching. So, to me, running the ball again, and I, I know I'm sounding like a broken record, but I, if we could run the ball – that's going to help Matthew in the passing game. I just think running the ball to take the starch out of them and, like I say, just keep them on the sideline because, to me, that's the best defense against that offense there. Well, it definitely is a tall order for the Lions to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. But like I said in Tory's take, the Lions beat the Patriots that's last right. year. Patriots went on to win the Super Bowl. So you just never know what can happen in the NFL. I mean, the Lions beat some really good teams last year. They beat the teams that you wouldn't have expected them to beat. So we'll see if they are able to do that on Sunday. They are at home, which definitely helps. And then they've got a little bit of a break afterwards with the bye week, a very early bye week. (laughs) Not my favorite personally, (laughs) but hey, the Lions – do need a couple of players back. Mike Daniels, yeah. Darius Slay, if he isn't back already, hopefully he is. Uh, but that gives them some time to heal up, and I know they'd like to go into that bye week with a win. Oh, man, the bye week could be so nice if you could go in with a win. Everything tastes good during the bye week when you win, Tori. Everybody looks good during the bye week. Just everything is so well because you don't want to sit on the loss. That's the worst thing you could do is go into a bye week on the, with a loss and just sit on that. So that would be great if they could get a victory on Sunday and go into the bye week like that, especially – with a tough team coming out of the bye week too. So it doesn't get any easier, but I just think if you like you're saying, we could get a couple of guys back healthy. Um, I think we, it could really bode for the second half of the season or after the bye week once we start moving forward with the season again. Well, we shall see. Yes, we shall. Lomas, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you Sunday. Thanks, Tori.